All right, everyone. Welcome to day 26 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast slash episode 14 of That Range Life, a show sometimes about golf on YouTube. Let me stop right here before we get in trouble again. And I'm going to explain this to you guys. Given quarantine and lack of golf news, we don't have multiple things to talk about right now. So on Sunday nights when we record our episode of the Lockdown Golf Podcast to release for you to listen to <laughs> the next day, Monday. We're also doing video. You'll be able to watch that video this next third, the coming Thursday or now on YouTube. It's two different things. So as you're listening to this right now, it's on Monday, the 20th of April. It's not on YouTube yet. It'll be on YouTube to watch on the 23rd of April. <laughs> we had one dude ask, where's the YouTube video on a Monday? And it just broke Bill. Oh, we thought we were like kind of <laughs> LOLing. Like, oh, he's serious. No, he wanted to see. He wanted to watch the video. So yeah, I don't know. You just listen. And you're like, dude. I don't want to listen. I want to watch. That's what his thing was. We're like, okay. All right. Let's, we got to start the show over now. You got it, bro. <laughs> so I'm explaining it to you. Anyway, yes, we are still piggybacking. We're going to continue to do so until we are not in. Oh, I almost got political. We are not in total lockdown, shelter in place, quarantine. Right. But we'll have to figure out. I, I think it's now the way things are looking. It's going to be a gray area when we come out of quarantine and shelter in place. So we'll we'll figure out when the end is. It's up to uh, us. I think we'll. I could see us hitting a point where you go. You know, we could call it quits, but we are we're at seventy three episodes. Let's just get to a hundred. Make it an right. even hundred of these. Right. Which is a lot of lockdown time. But anyway, or, or it's good. That is a lot of lockdown. Considering where we are now, we're heading into month number two, and we're already like in the in the production meeting, the pre-show meeting. We're like, "What'd you do this weekend?" Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> think, and this leads us right into thank sweet baby Jesus. ESPN. Oh, they gave us early been time. Gave us the first two episodes of the Last Dance. Bulls and Michael Jordan documentary for yeah. the 97-98 NBA season tonight. So we have something to talk about. And uh, I'm sure based on the opening music, I don't know. I think everybody knows that song synonymous with the Chicago Bulls. Maybe they don't. Would, if you don't, not. if you don't, it's the song the Bulls use to be introduced for their starting lineup. Or I, should, I don't even know. I shouldn't say they use. They used to use. And the Michael Jordan era, go YouTube it. There's nothing more magical in all professional sports than the Bulls intros. Yeah, and the thing that's unique about that is is that was I think the Bulls were on the like the cutting edge of the whole like hype intro thing, in game experience and what have you. And they would put it on TV. It was a whole thing, and it was like they were the first ones to kind of do that. Dude. So that's why it's unique. So imagine. The combination, if it were possible, of the Bulls, Alan Parsons intro music, or intro event, we'll call it, <laughs> and Jim Cornelison doing the national anthem. <laughs> Jim Cornelison is yeah. the guy who does it for the Blackhawks, and it is electric. So really fun thing. Have you ever gone to someone who gone with someone to a hockey game that's never experienced the live version of that? Let's be specific. The Blackhawks games. Right. The right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the best. So we went with two guys, um, my pals from Golf Moose. My um, I'll give them a shout out because I work with them. But my the I, I don't do, I don't know free ads. Hook me up, Golf Moose. <laughs> well, kidding. you'll be hopefully you'll be hooked up this year with at least free golf, maybe. But a friend anyways, of Chris is often a friend of mine, not yeah, always. So they are from California. And their okay. very their very first hockey game. They're from the from Northern Cal. They're like Sacramento area ish. Um, the very first hockey game they ever went to in their lives was last year. They went with Josh and I um, to a Blackhawks game, and so they. I mean, they were. It was just really fun to kind of watch them, you know, and experience that because it is 
there's nothing like it. Were nothing they the like guys it. who are like, oh yeah, I've heard about this, and so they like kind of sure. think they know what it's going to be yeah. like and expect. Yeah, that's my favorite yeah. part. Was like, yeah, oh I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I, heard, I know how they yeah. do that, and I hear it's supposed to be really cool. And you're like, you don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. no man, no. And you kind of like, not that I, not that we take it for granted necessarily, but it's part. We we know that it's coming. It's part of the deal. But like, I didn't want to get mad at them even when like they got their phones out and they were doing the whole you know um, video thing to get. To, to capture the thing. Um, and I didn't even say like, just put it, put the phone away and just scream and yell, you know, f- while this is happening. But I just wanted, you know, I, I wanted them to experience it the way they wanted to experience it. it was, but it was fun for Josh and I to kind of watch that, you know, that like, kind of drives me crazy because those videos are never capture the essence do its justice. Right. For sure. Just yeah. like when you go to Pearl Jam show and they're like, oh, my God, they're playing Jeremy. I'm going to take my phone out and record and say, yeah, hey, it's as hard as every time. Oh, see what I did there? A little parallel. Remember, they play Jeremy for Jeremy Roenick all the time. It's true. I didn't even mean to do that. There used to be, you know, back in the in their, in their run. Did you follow Lazarus on uh, Twitter during their I mean, big run? I, I want to say Yes. But I don't know when I started or stopped following them. Yeah, during their during their big like twenty tens run, um, the guy that controlled the music, it was it was a ton of Pearl Jam stuff, and so Lazarus started a Pearl Jam counter. So like every time they played a song in between, you know, commercials or whatever, a Pearl Jam song, he would tweet like Pearl Jam counter, whatever, eight, you Do know, I, eight, nine, ten, eleven, like it was something wild. Sure. Also sneaks in a ton of Oasis and Noel Gallagher stuff. That's true. Which, like, I mean, we're talking like deep tracks too. I'm like, yeah. What? Excuse me? What are you playing? <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm like, what? This is an Oasis. I'm like, you wouldn't know it. Right. Like, I, like, it caught my ear as a nerd. You know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's go on yeah. to the back to the the Jordan doc. Yeah. Um, Fresh off it, we just jumped on sort of after watching the first two episodes, right? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, here's the thing. I can't tell you how good it really was. It was great to me because, and we, I think we alluded to our, we assumed this would happen. We grew up with it. We remember right. this stuff. And it's like, oh, right. I remember when I was, this makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The, it was, it's, it was great to be like, yeah, I remember that point in time. It was, I mean, even weird when they're showing like all the reporters with their microphones in the locker room. And then you're like, yeah. WMAQ, ESPN 1000. Did you see w- when the score, score had the, the old 1160 flag on it? Like, yeah, they, yeah. you know, the, now they're 670, you know, they're big time. But back then, like 1160, you couldn't hear it after six o'clock or whatever. Like they would shut their transmitter down because of whatever <laughs> FCC laws it was. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So I think like getting caught in nostalgic stuff yeah. was was a reason I thought it was so good. According to the internet, everybody under the sun also thought it was amazing. And really? there, like, there was no one cooler. Now this, I don't remember. Cause I was only, you know, in 84 when he, when Jordan got drafted, I wasn't born yet. So 84, 85 would have been, I was born in 85 would have been my first Jordan season, which was holy the cow. You weren't born when, when Jordan was drafted. Wow. Right. That's crazy. So I didn't know North, you know, all everything I know is footage and stuff after. Right. Yeah. Um, but a lot of comments about man, college, Michael Jordan might be the coolest son of a bitch ever. <laughs> right. so, and he was. And then when he got to the NBA, <laughs> I saw something. That was, the comment was like, man, Jordan's layered gold chain game was on point oh, as a rookie. Yeah, for sure. He was. Yeah. Back in the day, I mean, before it became a thing, now it's like an MLB thing, like oh, all yeah. the, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, and it, it's really how polished is that guy, or how polished did he become as he became Michael Jordan? Like you had texted me, like the North Carolina drawl, the MJ drawl, like that that as does not exist year, anymore. Freshman year of college, you're like, God, you're really a guy from the South. And yeah. now I think now yeah. that you see that, you can kind of still hear it when you listen for it, but. I, I mean, it was even when I was a kid and like, you know, he's just so part of the city. Right. Oh, clearly he was born and raised. He's just, he just like emerged out of the earth in Chicago. That's where he came from. And then to be like, he's from yeah. North Carolina. See, like, he doesn't sound like that. Yeah. Um, 
so that was a hot that caught my eye a lot i think the jerry krause thing i yeah i wanted to get i want to get your thoughts on that i'm very torn on krause and reinsdorf like reinsdorf seemed like an asshole but he is is. but into that we'll get into that a little bit i also think like he was very I have a heart. If someone is straightforward and honest with you and establishes the expectations they do with you, and you say, so there's an example about how Scottie Pippen was one of the episode, worst paid players. Episode, in episode two. two. Yeah. The whole episode's about Scottie Pippen. And right. I, and I totally forgot about this. Oh my God. Him. It was a huge deal. I, yeah. I forgot. And about how he I, didn't I, yeah. play the 90, most of the 97 season. And, yep. and I forgot, I forgot about, I mean, all of it. Yeah. So it's like, no, I forgot how much anxiety this gave me. Um, And really how good the Bulls weren't without him. Um, Yeah, for real. But he signed. So the whole thing is in 91, he signs a seven year contract. And Reinsdorf is like, all right, you shouldn't sign this contract. It's not a good one for you. Right. You want that security, though? And and Pippen's like, no, 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 no. I need it. I need it. He goes, okay. I'm telling you, as the owner of the team, don't sign this contract Jerry Krause is trying to give you. Yeah. But if you do, I'm fine with it. But that's it. You don't get to come back and ask for more and restructure. This is right. final. So like, and that's a very Reinsdorfian thing for locals here. That that's and he did it. I mean, he did it with baseball players on the White Sox. He did. I mean, he did it with a lot of guys. Like they want to sign these big term, these long term deals. He'll do it, and that's fine. So he's. It's like he is an asshole. But he's pretty straightforward, and he, like I hate to, he is he's the businessman, you know, and he, right. he he he's these are businesses I invest in, and I want to be successful, and note it, and unless we're right. gonna get, but the players didn't have the problems with Reinsdorf. Yeah, that's where I start to get. Reinsdorf kind of wants it both ways, right? So Reinsdorf wants to be, he's the owner, right? He's the business guy, but he's also kind of like he wants to be friends not friends with the players but like trusted yeah like like you can count on me reliable but then when it comes down to it where does jerry's true interest lie it doesn't lie with the human it lies with his shareholders and his you know and and his business and so that's where i kind of get to like he hung out jerry Krause to dry so many times so many times where he could have intervened, he could have done something. He's the owner of the club and, and for things to get to where they got to where, you know, at the end of episode two, right. Pippen is, you know, outwardly abusive towards Jerry Krause. Um, that was you know, wild. To me. I didn't know that. Oh in yeah. The sense, in the yeah. sense that, it, well, we, I think we knew they weren't yeah. getting along. We didn't, I don't think we knew it was like they were explaining in the second. No, episode. no, not, not that severe, not in that detail, but, um, but there are always, you know, there was always that whole thing about, I mean, Krauss was, a, I mean, Krauss had his faults. I, I will, I will, you know, he, he, a lot of what they say about him wanting to blow the thing up, you know, sooner rather than later, which we were all two years before this last championship, that team won 72 games. And they won 69 the year before that, the year before that. Yeah. I mean, it had, had, I think it was Pippen who missed a three pointer at the end at the, in the last game of the season in, in 2007, they would have won 70 games. It would have been the only team to ever win 70 games back to back. So, I mean, these, these were not, this was not on the downslope of this team's, you know, trajectory. And, and I, I, I get it. I know the whole Tim Floyd thing. I haven't, when's the last time I heard Tim Floyd's name? in this town that guy was a disaster yeah well i get it like the guy had his flaws and everything else but he was also he was very he wasn't trying to be everything to everyone like jerry i think tried to be reinsdorf sorry yeah that reinsdorf has tried to be over the years um so i don't know i i go back and forth on it like you know i think kraus thing was explained kraus i think kraus sucked i also love jordan's jabs at him well, he was such an easy target too. He's like this little fat, ugly fat guy. So Jordan I don't know. Barber. So you're gonna come take some laps with us? And God, right. God bless him. Jerry Cross goes, "Yup." <laughs> and Jordan goes, "All right, good. They gotta lower the rim for you." Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the other thing too. Like, come on, really? 
Like those guys were just being bullies and just kind of being jerks. Like well, he probably dude. sets himself up for it as my guys. And I wish we had a Maybe. little more of an Maybe. Un- unbiased. Well, like, and I guess when the five minute clip came out, everyone's like, man, the worst thing that happened was this guy died. And because there's two sides to every story. For sure. Yeah. Don't forget. I wanted to, po- I was going to point this. I was going to text you, but I didn't know where you were in the story. Cause I knew we were both watching it on delay kind of. Um, this is a story told by Michael Jordan. 100% by Michael Jordan. Do not forget that through this entire thing. You know, stop it. First the, of all, the, Jordan, the, footage, the footage wasn't released until Jordan said, okay. I know he had to agree with it, but at one, right. I think Jordan's pretty honest Two, He's not. Don't I think him. he's been so he, far. He knows, he knows what he, I mean, that dude's been coached and he's been marketing oh, sure. himself since he was 23 years old. And I think based on what other people are actually, what I do know, how much will Ku coach get to talk? Because if Ku coach gets to talk, I think you'll see the other yeah. side of the coin because he is notorious for yeah being for bitter sure. towards Jordan. Cause he wasn't the, a star. Right. And let's he not forget either that, that during this Pippin thing, we really kind of, I mean, this is a, so it's, it'll be, I did, I stayed off of Twitter during the show, during the, the two episodes. Um, Chicagoans had, a view into some of this kind of dysfunction. It'll be interesting to see what others that weren't part of it kind of in it while it was happening, because Pippin was also not totally innocent in all this stuff. I know he, they, they, they tell his backstory, which was fascinating and it's true. And the whole, like you, you see why he wanted that long-term contract. Um, but he also, you know, he was the one that sat on the bench. So when Jordan retired the first time, took that 18 months off, he was the one that sat on the bench and pouted because he didn't get the last shot against Houston um, when they ended up. It was a play that was designed for Coach. I mean, there were some things like these were all alpha ego dudes, right? I mean, they all played a part. Yeah. That's that's all I'll say in that. Whole how thing. good, how good were, well, I to be fair, I think they paint, they do paint the picture that Scottie Pippen was a major part of the problem. Jordan flat out says he was selfish. Yeah. And um, Scottie Pippen was recognized. He was a top 50 player of all time. He was, he yeah. was recognized for that stuff. I mean, I get money is money and you want to get it when you can get it. And he deserved to be paid more, but like to Reinsdorf's point, right? Like you signed a deal, man. That was the deal. Hey, hats I, in retrospect, and I remember it happening, but even like I guess seeing it closer in this already, hats off to Phil. You only get one more year here, and yep. him not like, eh, screw it, and yeah. like being like, oh no, I still care, and I like my job. Yeah. Notice he's sure. standing outside the buses are all loading up, like you know, high school team, the coaches making sure they get like he very and I know this isn't news that he was like especially now you hear so much about how the modern professional athlete and the coach are more peers. Yeah. Back then I was like, yeah. no, yeah. I'm Mr. Jackson and you guys are the boys, right? You're the little boys. And they, right. and Phil was the only person Jordan answered to. And he did. Yep. Absolutely. At the same time. Phil, Cause Phil enabled him as well. Sure. But how good, but he did balance. I mean, think about that. I mean, that it was Jordan Pippen and Rodman and that dude managed that those three people better than I think anyone could ever have done. I have been, well, just Rodman alone. <laughs> right. I have been reading up on Ron Harper the last couple of days again, like refreshing it. And I forget my yeah. he, him. He first off, he has five rings. He got two more with the Lakers and he was a damn good player. Very good player. And Ron that's Harper his was thing. A really good basketball player. He was, he was shaping up in his career mm-hmm. to be a star and then yep. got hooked up with, the bulls and he went and because he's a great guy, he was like, no, I, I'll live in this role. I'm good. And then yeah. when Phil went to the Lakers, rather than go back, Hey, it's a rebirth. He went, Oh, Shaq and Kobe are here. And right. Phil, you're, you're my guy. What role do you need me to play? Yep. So Ron Harper, for man, sure. what a, for sure. what a dude, but how good, how good were the scenes where the 97, 98 season starts and Jordan's like, I had to throw this thing on my back without Scotty there. And then we needed to figure out something else. And I, I, I guess I didn't, it's not like I knew it would be, but I didn't, I thought there'd be some censorship in this. No. The fact that all <laughs> we just left in and what have you and in the subtitles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> with him 
at practice. I'm like, I'm hoping we, oh and I God. can't, the so Steve great. Kerr punch, I don't remember what season it was. I don't know if it was a 97, 98 season, but if it is, and that footage exists, I hope we see the Steve <sighs> Kerr punch once and for all. I mean, it's got to be, uh, it's potentially because it, it's Kerr came on the team, what, 95 or so, I think. No, so, you, you know when Steve Kerr came on that team? I saw it tonight. This is one of those things, by the way, where like, hey, go back and fact check us. And it could yeah. be totally wrong. And I'm so certain now. It said he was on the Bulls 93 to 99 or whatever. Oh, it wasn't. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah, yeah, when Jordan Jordan and Paxson was done. Right. He came in and was the new Paxson. Right. That's why I thought it was but, the second run. I thought he came. So maybe it was, yeah, 93. So he didn't. Well, he 93, 94. He wasn't on the 93 championship team. Right. But, right. Just all those scenes of Jordan riding people. And then he was showing Luke, like (laughs) talking to Luke Longley about posting up or something. And Luke, Luke, like soaking it in though. That was the best part. Luke's like, oh yeah, you're a genius about basketball. What are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to talk to you about some more things and ask you what I should do here. Right. Right. It's incredible. Meanwhile, he's like, you know why, Tony? You know why, Tony? (laughs) Do you remember that part? Because you're dogging it all day or whatever he was like, yeah, just riding you know, guys. I don't even know why. So because I, I can always say because I'm yelling at your ass all day. Hey, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, that was, was awesome. super cool. That stuff was super cool. It was also cool to see like what they do before they go onto the court and how everybody's sort of like trying to get in the zone, and he's just you. They're getting that the game face, and he's just so hanging out in the tunnel like I'm going to play another basketball game. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go drop 63 on the Celtics. No big deal. Yeah. How about all the Magic Johnson stuff too? And I mean I him like Magic Larry uh Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, all those guys go way back and have been well documented for yeah. you know, it's weird you don't get Clyde and you know anyway. Um so like Magic Johnson's always said great things about Jordan, but I feel like his perspective and what he was saying in the shows tonight you're like, man, you gotta yeah. stop and remind yourself. This is Magic Johnson yeah. going. Yeah. There's never anything like him, and there still hasn't been. Yeah. I got one last sure. highlight that reminded me of, and then we can move on because we've talked about this forever. Um <laughs> James Worthy was already at University of North Carolina. Jordan shows yeah. up, and mind you, basically Jordan was only on his, you know, second year of high school high school basketball before he went to UNC and James Worthy goes, you know, he, he had something to prove. I was the best player on that team. I was better than Michael Jordan. I was going to make sure he knew it. That lasted two weeks. Right. Yeah. Two <laughs> weeks later, he was the best player on the team. And you're like, this is James Worthy saying this too. Right. You know, it was just awesome. Yeah. 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 It'll I can't a, wait. Tonight. I was going to say, it'll be a fun couple of, a uh, couple of months here as we, as that thing rolls out. It'll be interesting to see. It's kind of um, I kind of, I didn't expect them to go to to jump back and forth so much between like origin story and you know whatever you want to call it, you know current era, current day or whatever. But it's been pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I love it. Just be prepared for every Monday episode until this is done. That's right. <laughs> Having the Alan Parsons project on it. That's right. That's right. Um. Oh, that's so, like, hey. just, I can I can save it as a separate file and then just be like, it's just like a second template. Hey, thanks for, um, thanks for giving me the heads up, director. Yeah, nobody cares here. <laughs> Except the guy who's like worried about, why, where is it on YouTube? I don't want to listen. I hope he listens to this and gets mad. I forgot to send um, it directly to him. I wanted to send him the, the link to the YouTube video. I forgot to do that. <laughs> I'm pretty funny. Um, <laughs> um, so golf talk uh real quick any bread talk you get any good bread bread stuff no no so my wife did uh make a pair of um new banana breads today uh a uh a run-in-the-mill chocolate chip banana which Mm -hmm. is uh number one on my list we she had me rank the the current um lineup that's number one uh and then she also made a chocolate chocolate chip banana bread so it's like it's good. <laughs> it's really good. It it um it's a little so it's down the list. It's probably by the way. The banana blueberry is three now on my ranking. So it's 
it's chocolate chip banana, which is the, it's the, you know, it's the, the MJ of banana bread. And uh, then it's Funny. the, I, I have that down at like number three at best. Oh, so you've got to have this one, man. It's so like, it's got, it's got a great texture and it's the nice, it's nice and moist and it's just a fantastic bread. Then it's um, the apple, the pumpkin apple, because it's got that lid that I love so much. A lid. Right. And then banana blueberry is, I mean, banana, the, that banana blueberry is, that thing is real good. And then it's the chocolate chocolate chip. So that's the, the ranking. So she made one of those. She made one of each of those. Whoosh. <laughs> so I'm sure with Chris's spotless editing, you won't notice, but we just had a major internet malfunction, which is great for internet based productions um, <laughs> and lost a lot of stuff. So we're back um, where we left off. As far as I know, Chris was starting to tell me about his first He's officially had started his first sourdough bread starter starter. Okay. Right. So I officially, so, so here's the thing about a starter. We're just real quick. I won't, I won't bore anyone with all the bread <clears throat> details, but um, it's recommended that you use wheat flour. And these mm-hmm. days wheat flour is a bit difficult to come by, yep. but my wife, because she's the most amazing person in the world, and that she also wakes up at five in the morning, went to the grocery store this morning at 6 a.m. and got me some wheat flour because <laughs> she's amazing. So I got my hands on some wheat flour, wheat, wheat flour, you know, versus like the unbleached, they're the bleached white stuff. Um, wheat just has much more yeast in it. So it's better to use for a starter. The white, the, the bleached stuff can be a little it's more difficult. So no, to- no toilet papers, no, no. disinfectants, no. but <laughs> no, no, some wheat flour, wheat flour. And I think she got some bananas. Maybe. I don't know. All I cared about was the wheat flour showed up and I was ecstatic. Um, so I started my first sourdough starter. I have no, it's very strange. I have no idea if it's going to work. I followed the, the first day instructions. So you do 500 grams of wheat flour, you do 500 grams of water at 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you just wait, you mix it by hand and now you just wait. And so tomorrow morning, you know, by Tuesday's podcast, we should have a somewhat of an idea of whether or not this starter took, but I don't know. What's it going to look, look like a bowl of drool? I mean, how do you know? So, you know, because it'll expand. So tomorrow there shouldn't be a lot of change to it, but then I'm going to add another 500 grams of flour, another 500 grams of water. And then it become then the science starts to take place and um, the yeast and the water and the, and the uh, well, the yeast and the water will start to do what it does and it'll, and it creates carbon, carbon dioxide. And so you'll have, it'll grow and then you'll have some bubbles and you'll have some, some activity there. But uh, otherwise you don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I did it right or not. We'll see. We need the golf business to turn back on. <laughs> I don't care. Spread spread COVID. Just but uh yeah, so that's that's the only bread that's the only starter talk I'll 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 give everyone. Today. The bread the fact we have an ongoing bit that literally goes every show <laughs> talking about bread. I know. Unreal. Um but hey look, as we say, it's been it's been a long two days since we last spoke. We have to get caught up and that's part of it. It's true. Um, something I hadn't asked you about and you sent, you sent this picture out. I think you, you sent it out onto the interwebs. You were boiling a putter. Yeah. It's from my putter project. What, what are you doing to this putter? Um, you'll have to wait and see in the blog. Oh, or when I'm not recording this, I'll tell you. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, when, I actually when, sent when you the, when the post is ready. We can talk about it then on the show. Right, right. I also sent okay. you pictures of it and explained it, but you and Adam Unfiltered had no interest in having a conversation about it. Well, so that's I don't okay. really, I don't really get it. That's why I'm wondering. Well, I guess you could have I, responded. I don't get it. What did you do? And I'm like, oh, let me explain to you. Well, I wanted fine. to do it on the show. Genuine friend. Genuine friend. I'm interested. I'm interested in your starter too. You were, right. you were just complaining about lack of content for the show, and I bring up 
the putter that you're doing something with and you just brush me off like it doesn't matter. So. Because I can't. I don't want people. I don't want to get people. <laughs> what is it? The juice without the squeeze. Okay. Fair enough. Um, What'd you do this weekend? I don't know about you, but um, I cleaned a ton. And I just yeah. got stuck into like cleaning and yard work. You, um, you kind of, uh, you inspired me a bit. Okay. Cause you were doing some work. Oh my God. There's, I probably in the spring cleaning have boxed up and gathered and relocated to my garage. Now we're talking retail value here. Not right. Not what I like. Oh, you need some cash. I'll just go trade this in at the golf the golf stuff bank and get this money for it <laughs> right but i retail value i probably have fifteen thousand dollars of stuff i dug out of the basement and brought out there hey, now quick question quick question what did you start recording this video yeah Oh, okay, good. I did forget to tell you <laughs> we were recording. And you give me that disclaimer. I have to give you a disclaimer so there are no legal issues right. when you found out this was recorded. Yes. Right. So Anyways. we had to do a video for the YouTube on Thursday. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on Monday, this Monday, great. Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> this will be in video now because I'm recording it for Chris to edit for Thursday posting. Got it? Everyone clear? I am. Right, as long as you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. It, it, ooh, yeah, feels good. I got. I can't really. It's no good way to really show up. I got a ton of space back here now. I can almost do activities. Um, <laughs> but like if somebody came over. Yes, you can't now social distance. There was not enough room for that. But like I, a second person could sit comfortably back here. Whereas before a second person couldn't stand in here. Wow. One person couldn't stand in you here. I interrupted you. You were going to give the retail value of the. Uh, oh, it's like probably like the, 15 grand worth of stuff. Jesus. I'm talking, you know, old clubs, tons of shafts. I think I put three golf bags, like golf bags in my garage because <laughs> they're just holding stuff, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah. all right. so I'm working on organizing that. It's a good opportunity to plug the giveaway slash fundraiser we're trying to do and um i'll just say i'm not really pleased at least with what i've seen but uh not all this stuff but a lot of the stuff i'm digging out i'm i don't want it i need to get rid of so i thought hmm if people send me a receipt making a online financial donation to my local food pantry i will go hey i'm gonna throw your name into a hat and i might draw it to send you something it could be it could be this for those who are listening on monday tuesday wednesday but if you're watching this that's for my look at that oh that's the old scotty cameron club cameron stuff those are two wonderful enamel pins and a sticker very nice I'll send you that just for sending five dollars to the glen right. food pantry right. it's not like i'm telling you gotta donate 275 dollars here just to get a Titleist SM2 Vokey Wedge that's been out for 30 years. <laughs> you know? So let's go. Let's head on over to DriveRangeHeroes.com. Find that post. Chris made a great tweet thread about it at Chris McEwen on I Twitter. Did. Let's go. Let's uh let's let's help out some of the people in need right now. And I understand it's tough. Other people listening to this might find themselves in that place. I get it. Sure. But come on. The golf community. I know we we spend money on dumb stuff all the time. Let's get let's get some people some food and you know life necessities. Right. I'll send you I'll send you something in the mail probably. At Just the rate things like, are going, at, you'll probably get some, <laughs> you'll probably get something <laughs> if you send. I mean, one less box of balls that you didn't buy this season, you could send to uh, to the pantry as a donation and get yourself a prize. Right. Yeah. That's at, all it this, is. at this point, you there's a lot of golf you haven't played, so just consider right. it part of that. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so I did a lot of cleaning, and you said, yeah. So based on your pictures that you sent to me, I was like, all right, I can do some cleaning. So, um, well, that and the raspberries that my wife had purchased were leaking in the fridge. Oh, that's the worst. Which was a problem. <laughs> 
So oh, that, I that know that to, I know that one well. That led to a full refrigerator, you know, emptying, cleaning, taking the shelves out, rinsing them, washing them, scrubbing them. And I gotta tell you, man, that I got done with that project. I felt accomplished. Oh it yeah. Real good. I mean, the, you know, the, it's the glass shelves and it just like brightens up the whole refrigerator. We got rid of some stuff that was sitting in the back of the fridge that, you know, we weren't going to use or whatever. There's so, so much, now there's like a, there's tons of room and it's so clean. It's like, you feel it's like fantastic. you could go hang out inside of it and you're like, Oh, sort of like this. Like I've cleared up all the space in my office. I'm like, yeah, I can like stretch out here. I want to live in here. Same thing. I feel like you get that with the refrigerator, you free up all that space. You're like, I'm going to climb in here. And you're like, well, that's physically impossible. <laughs> but it was perfect timing because then our second, our second delivery of our uh, local liquor store establishment arrived at the same time. Right when I would gotten finished with it, we got a delivery of alcohol. And so all of the beer that we had purchased had plenty of room to go into the fridge. So it was I'm great. A, I'm a little concerned while I have enough nice bottles of the quote unquote collected stuff, not collect if collector yeah. collect id the stuff you say for, you know, special occasion, whatever. I, right. I'm, I'm okay there. Um, I quickly realized my, like, you just need a, you need a beverage beer supply. And I would say spirits. Yeah. Is dangerously low. That's, that's how we got. Had to put a new order in. The good news is I got my local haunt, the beer cellar, just down the road. I can do a curbside pickup or delivery, I suppose, if I want. But um, the re- I'm going to have to do a little re-up myself soon. <laughs> we did a little bit of research on some breweries in the, in the area. And it turns out like they're using, they're doing delivery and they're using their own employees. They're kind of keeping them employed by um, delivering beer. So we may actually end up making a couple more purchases just to kind of like support the local cars. Try to, right, yeah. Right. Try to help. So yeah, that's what you a should really, do a really cool place in the West loop. Maybe you and I and J Riv, when this is all said and done can get over there because they do a pour your own. So you pay by the ounce and they've got four different breweries there that they support, I think. And, uh, and a barbecue joint that's attached to it. What it's place is nice. it? Um, the name's escaping me I now. Feel, I feel I like I wish you're... Josh was on the call because he would know right away. It's probably for the best. Uh, it's, on, it's on Ashland because I feel like uh, you're describing Haymarket, but it's that's not, not. No, 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 no That's no, no, not no. Haymarket. No, that is not Haymarket. Don't no, 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 I don't, no, no. I don't, no, 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 no. They're yeah, barbecue and other breweries as well. I'm just yeah, saying but, to you. Yeah, but Haymarket is kind of amateur hour, if you ask me. It depends. It's uh, yeah. did you catch did you catch a good tap list on that visit? Food's fine. Everything's fine. And the food is fine. It's fine. Food's fine. You're getting a bunch of beers and yeah. pounding some you but know, even cheese their beers, curds. Even their beer selection is like, it's, you know, it's okay. It's kind of like Yard House. I feel like Yard House is like, it's okay. It's fine. it's fine. It was cool. Like Yard House was cool before, you know, we had the, you know, the golden era of beer making came around. And now it's like they're trying to catch up and it's not really that great. But the last whatever. time I went to Yard House was in Boca Raton, Florida, two years ago, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I remember going for the first time in Arizona. I was like, this is amazing. But that was like 10 years ago. And then they opened one up by us almost in walking distance. And it was like, yeah. In the city? Yeah. Oh, I only know. I think division, I think. Is the one in Yorktown still there? You're asking me that? Yeah, because you, J-Riv, you have family (laughs) out here. That's a logical question. They come to they come out here. Everyone's everyone wants to come to the city, man. Nobody wants to go. I see we have contrarian McEwen with us tonight. <laughs> hey, um, whereas the raspberry issue, your house incident you were mentioning? No, no, that was much, much worse. Um, oh, oh, no. Um, yeah, so it was kind of funny. Oh, this leads into uh, a, a new raccoon story that I think you could relate to. Yeah, so my I have some friends that are out in the suburbs. Other friends are out in the suburbs in Gilbert's. You know where that is? Yeah. Yeah, way out there, right? Yeah. So um, 
my they're long time, long time friends, but they have a house in Gilberts and he um the dude has a has a newer Jeep. It's one of the four door Jeeps, but he, he's got it all tricked out and um as everybody who has those is want he, to do and yeah, you're like and he's like but he's like an old school guy. Like he had a CJ back in the day that he did the same thing too. Like he's been doing this for a long time. Anyways, so he's got a, he's got one of those four doors that has no he's it's got no top. Like I think he's got a bikini top for it or whatever, but he's got just a big tarp that fits over the top of it and the doors come off and it's lifted and it's got a whole thing. Anyways, um, the doors, there's no doors on it. He's just got like, um, kind of like gates, so to speak, like baby gates Yeah, on the doors. Um, anyway, so they posted a video on Facebook this morning and, um, the wife did, and she's like, does anyone know how to get a raccoon out of a Jeep? And so they posted a video of them (laughs) first trying to figure out what exactly was in the Jeep because they weren't really sure. But then finally they found it. I mean, this is like, this was the, this is the raccoon that was taking dumps on Jay's deck deck. I was going to say, I'm shocked the first move wasn't to get, to get Jay and me on the horn and get us out (laughs) to Gilbert's. We got a situation. Let's get the experts in. I mean, this guy, he was, he was massive. Like by the time they took the cover off, cause he had that big tarp on it. And then the, I thought maybe the rac- raccoon was stuck because he was like in kind of like he has a little, I don't know, great area in the back or whatever. But um, it turned out he was just chilling there, but, but he was massive. So I'm watching this video and I'm laughing at their kind of misfortune and getting a kick out of them trying to like get the raccoon out, but also realizing how big this thing was. And so they're they're trying to get away from it at the same time. He's using like a broomstick to try to control this raccoon out of the Jeep. And I'm and laughing. That reminds me like our local like wildlife rescue place. You can't call them right now because they're on such no. minimal resources. They have yeah. no funding and right. They're oh, not coming. They're not yeah. Coming. So I'm enjoying this whole thing and laughing and whatever. And then I hear water in my apartment. Like water is pouring from somewhere. And I look up and, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a condo. And so I have a stackable washer and dryer in a closet in our unit. And there's water coming out from underneath the closet doors, like just pouring out onto our rug. Previously, the dog had thrown up on, told that story, onto the rug. I'm like, what is going, what is happening? I don't know what's going on. So I run over there. Well, the the drain tube, which is elevated and goes into a drain, had fallen out. So while the washer was going and it's doing the spin cycle and spitting all the water out that's supposed to be going in the drain, it was coming out onto the floor, onto the rug in the living room. I mean, and just you, like, just pouring. I and mean, because you live in a tiny little condo, you have like your little Dyson vacuum. It's not, you have a shop got, vac to shop right. vac the thing up. I got nothing. So I'm running, I run into this room and I grab a bunch of towels and I'm yelling my wife's name because she's out on the patio or on the balcony. And so we're, you know, wiping this water up. It had already been soaked into the rug. And so that's when the real disaster starts because we got to get this rug and it's a huge rug. It takes up the whole living room floor out onto the balcony because the sun's out and I got to get this thing like air dried because what am I, what am I going to do with this rug if it's wet and it starts to like, you know, get like that mildewy smell to it or whatever. And so we're trying to move this rug out into the, into the, onto the balcony, which isn't a very big balcony. Um, we don't have a lot of room. And, you know, I'll say this about my wife. I love my wife. She's amazing. She went and got me wheat flour at six in the morning. She is not the most coordinated I, human. I'm just glad she the, doesn't uh, She doesn't <laughs> listen or watch a YouTube video right. on Thursdays. On Thursdays. Her, her helping me get this rug out into the balcony was just, it was not great. It did not go well. So it just, it, it was just, it was laughable. It was a, it was really just, you know, payback. It was karma for me laughing at my friends out in the suburbs, you know, of their raccoon uh, incident. And I'm so, assuming you didn't tell me about the whole raccoon. Thing. I have a couple questions. Okay. I'm assuming you didn't tell me about the raccoon because you wanted to save it to talk about it on the show. Because I feel like if you were holding that out, holding that from me. <laughs> I thought about you immediately, but I didn't like, we have to become Facebook friends, I guess, so that I can like 
I don't know, tag you in these or something. I don't know how to share that. I don't know how I to share still, it on Facebook. I'm still surprised I didn't get a text back. I go, oh my God, you won't believe this. Let me tell you about this. I did kind of want to save it for the show just so I could tell you That's the story. That's fair. Now let's and get I, to- now I need to download the picture or whatever so I can show. I mean, this had this thing had to have been- What is I mean, that? A, I, what is that? An was, old black lab? Nope. It was, it was huge. It was huge. But anyways. And they got it out? They got it out. They did get it out. The thing bolted. But like they had, so the one thing I like, I'm watching the video and they're poking this thing, trying to get it out, but the garage door is open. I'm like, guys, close the garage door. <laughs> Cause oh. the, uh, you know, the chances of that thing just bolting in any direction and then getting stuck in the garage somewhere. It's like, Oh, my. well, and as I've told everybody, even if it's closed, they know how to open doors and they're going to get in there. I, <laughs> right. I I'm sure right. of it. Right. Speaking of my wife says to me around dinner time, she goes, Hey, can you take the garbage out tonight? You you're like one garbage is coming tomorrow. So two, it's packed. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. Well, between dinner, cleaning up dinner, getting my son to sleep. And of course he, cause it's like light out when he's going to bed now. So he's, oh, Hey, yeah. it's light out. And he's yeah. talking to me like this. He's, I mean, this, it's like, I just recorded it and spit it out. That's how he said to me, like, it's light out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, lay down. It'll be dark soon. He didn't fall asleep till after eight. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to run down. And the last dance is on. I got to watch that. Right. right. And as I'm laying there about eight, four on the couch by myself, because my wife doesn't care. So she's upstairs watching Netflix. I go, it's 845. You just shuddered on me. <laughs> I don't know what we are a shit show like tonight. Well, so I go running down for last since 845. I'm like, forgot to bring the garbage out. It's all right. I'm just bringing uh, out, you know, yeah. like at a commercial. Oh, no. The garbage cans are not in the garage. They're at the end of the street <laughs> for pickup tomorrow. He's there. He's going to be there. Like, right. Especially because I don't think a lot of other people had their garbage out yet. So my, my garbage cans oh. are ripe for the picking for sure and that is, but he knows my garbage cans have been in the garage <laughs> lately so he's he's looking and um so finally i ended up that made me stall on that issue much longer so i waited <laughs> till we were to when i say we were done recording so we were done watching it watching the last dance yeah. and i went oh, all right i'll take the garbage out now and i go upstairs my wife goes oh how was this awesome so when are you and Chris recording soon? But right now I need to bring the garbage out. <laughs> She's like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, you don't tell me what to worry about with my raccoon arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was there or not. I kicked the garbage can about three times pretty hard. Let's give a heads up. And I like stood behind it with it on my hit Mike <laughs> on my left hand side. So I'm behind it, pull the thing back, heave the back through like just narrow enough space to get a guard, like wedge the garbage bag through and slam it down. And like, I had so much pride, enough pride where I couldn't, I wasn't going to let someone see me do that and run. Cause then they might think I'm like throwing in some, it's it's not my house or my garbage. Right. So I just, swiftly power walked to my door <laughs> just praying that uh, raccoon wasn't coming for me and of course naturally as soon as i did it and i'm walking away because my, my back's to it i'm i'm certain i hear him rummaging around and coming out which he, he probably he's probably down at jay's house taking a deuce <laughs> on his deck oh man, oh, man. these raccoons I tell you let me tell you what else I did. I had this, you know, it's nice day. I go, maybe I'll get the the mat out, some foam balls, maybe some real ones, and do a little wedge work in the yard. No, no. Instead, I got my first lawnmower of the year in, more just to get it cleaned up, chew up some of the small sticks and things around, or any, you know, of the seventeen hundred baby squirrels falling out of trees, whatever. Right? <laughs> oh, um, there weren't, there were zero traces of squirrel in the yard. Just so everybody knows. Um. Got my first lawnmower. And I'm like, man, I killed all these weeds, like crabgrass and creeping Charlie and stuff in the yard last year. But now it's a bunch of dead spots. I know what I'll do. I hooked up the sprinkler, got my, got the, the dirt patches nice and soft. 
Okay. Threw a bunch of grass seed down, sprinkled it some more. I did like six and a half hours you. of yard work today. Damn, man. Unbelievable. And then I made some delicious Grandpa Bill's marinated chicken from Wheat Meat Market on the smoker. It's delightful. Delightful. Very nice. What a Sunday. What a suburban <laughs> Sunday. That really is. That really Clean is. yard work. Yeah. Smoking ch- marinated chicken breast from the local meat market. <laughs> Oh man! I, if we weren't in quarantine, I'd say maybe we'll go to Home Depot. Don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> It'd be a nice little Sunday. It'd be great. All right. Well, I feel like we could keep talking because that's what we do. But this show has been such a shit show as it is. <laughs> Just call it a day. Yeah. Um, Coming soon, I think I should. Um, I should get my first. So you know, I've re- I've been reading. Uh, the Alistair McKenzie book. Mm-hmm, so I feel mm-hmm. like I should give just a quick, you know, summation, first impressions of the, uh, the first couple chapters. Do you know what story I forgot about? And maybe that you can speak to this when we get into book club. Um, I forgot there was, her name escapes me, but there's this woman who he essentially, plan cypress point with oh and yeah and she went um, out hollis is that her last name something like that there is yeah a, yeah some sort of combination of h's and l's i can't remember her name was helen and that's what i'm thinking of don't remember yeah but then how she was part of the because bobby jones was so impressed with cypress point that he like he wanted both of them out and she was working on Cypress point before. And I forgot, I, I'm reminded of all of this stuff. Seth Rayner was supposed to do Cypress point, but then died. Yeah. Yep. Seth Rayner, Chicago golf club. Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> ever heard of it? Ever heard of it. <laughs> so, um, Seth Rayner is like, there's this big, you know, 200 yard carry par three and Rayner's like, that'll never work. So she just drops a ball and hits it. It's it to the spot. And Cole doesn't even exist yet. But, um, so she basically did a ton of the work at Cyprus with McKenzie. Yeah. And then because Jones trusted both of them so much, he built a house at Pasatiempo, I think. Yeah, that's right. Man, and you sent, Sent her to do a lot of the Augusta stuff and oversee yeah. a lot of it. I'm like, yeah. that's that's wild. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, what is no? That name's in such like one. a male-driven, chauvinistic, misogynistic era, especially in golf. Yeah, that's great. Great piece of that story. Yeah, but I'll let but you the, you can you can tell it in greater detail if it comes up. Hopefully, it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have some thoughts on the first. It's super interesting reading it so late in my kind of golf life, like, well, I'll, we'll talk about it some other time. Yeah. I love when you try to out golf guy. I mean, like dude, 2010 wasn't that long ago. All right. I know, but it's like, it's this, you know, uh, well, I'll get in, I'll get into it later. There's that- like this, there's this, um, you know, uh, for me anyways, since 2010, when I started golfing, uh, there's this kind of learning curve along the way where you get introduced to different concepts and different people that have certain opinions and perspective on things. And then you read a book like that and you're like, Oh, you're just saying, (laughs) Oh yeah. It's it's like, it's just like a light bulb went off for me about a lot of the stuff that I've learned along the way, not realizing where, where it originated, what the Genesis was of it. This never mind our dumb show. This would be a tremendous Ovi bar and grill opportunity Yes. And we can't have. We can't yes. have. It's very true. Very true. <sighs> it's depressing. Hey, really good job wrapping up the show here, boys. Um, <laughs> interesting perspective along these lines of Alistair McKenzie and these, all these old courses that, you know, some of them being obsolete now due to the how much the game has changed and evolved. It came up in my persimmon group on Facebook. One of the guys who was a, I take it back. It was the national custom guy on Instagram. Patrick was someone asked him like, why do you like playing the old vintage stuff better and the old persimmon stuff? And he's like, you can go play all these old courses and they're great. They're fine, whatever. But you go play, even if you hit 
you get the same distance with your regular driver and your persimmon driver. You just, you're a good ball striker, get it on the screws. The trajectory is going to be so much different. Your landing spots are going to be different. Everything changes. Sure. And all of a sudden, all of these hazards that haven't been in, the, in play for you for 20 years because of modern equipment are in play. And you start going, now I get how this course was originally designed. And sure. now I understand what CB McDonald and Seth Rayner did at Chicago Golf Club. It's reasons like that where I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm as if I needed more of an excuse to be into the vintage gear these days. I'm going, oh, mm-hmm, that's it. I need to go play all these old courses with a vintage gear now so I can see it. You know, it yeah. puts you up back in time like it's 1930. Here's yeah. the problem. The members will be like, hey, um, you're taking 700 years because you have in <laughs> clubs. Right. You got to get good at it first before you get on the real good courses. Please pick but it up. That, that could be any golf course. You could go, you can go and play. I mean, go play White Pines right now with vintage stuff. And you could play it differently. It's just like walking a course. Like, I feel like, like I experienced a golf course landing, differently. Prairie <clears throat> Landing in Geneva yeah. was not built and designed for persimmon. It was, you know, it's it's sure. going to have hazards okay, in fair. modern, modern yeah. uh, penalty areas. Or you have courses that totally revamped and got rid of old hazards, added new ones in to adjust for it. But a lot of these old places, especially with the such a push to restore the golden era of golf course architecture. Yeah. Well, you go play with the Ventures Clubs, you you are literally transporting yourself back in time. Right. You're playing it the way it was intended to be played. You could do this at Schaumburg Golf Club, though. Uh, Can you? Because they just redid that course. To restore it back to its Langford and Moreau roots. Really? Oh, let's go do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is. The, <clears> it was the, I'm trying to think. I think they have one nine to do still, but one of the last time I played there last summer, one of the nines yeah. they just finished. Okay. And you they weren't letting anybody out on it, but you know they like butt up to each other so you could see it, and it, it yeah, it looked good. Did it? That's awesome. I know. I talked to the guy that was kind of running that project, and he was giving me a bit of a background to it. It's super cool that the what's his city- name. I don't remember his name now. It was kind of like a, um, like it wasn't a planned thing. It was like, I just started talking to the guy and it turned out he was the guy that was kind of doing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, God, what was his name? But anyways, he was giving me the kind of background of the city that they really wanted to support it. And they were dumping all this money into it to, to bring it back, you know, um, cause it had kind of waned a little yeah. bit from a, a maintenance perspective. So but yeah, they were redoing all the, all the uh, traps and everything. Like they well, were going all like in on it. Inspired by, I mean, they were like literally looking no. to restore the yeah. original hazards design. Yeah. I hadn't realized he didn't mention, or at least I don't remember him mentioning like the, the original architectural kind of design of it, but he was just kind of going through all the, the rehab of it, but they were like, they were stripping fairways, they were yeah. like starting over from scratch, putting sand down, like the whole thing. So I do hope now having this conversation just for this course, they open her back up because uh, yeah. for the golf season this year, because I want to see this other nine holes. And yeah, I'm wondering if they're starting the other one now just because, hey, there's no traffic out there. Might as well beat the place up now. They have the money. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, Woodfield Mall. That can cover it. Well, no, no, I can't. <laughs> not now. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. This is the worst. All right. <laughs> Chris, it's been a pleasure. It's good catching up with you. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Remember, YouTube on Thursday, podcast out Monday. Today. Today. <laughs> you can listen to it on Tuesday or Wednesday as well. That's up to you. You can That's listen to it on Thursday, too. Maybe you can listen to it and watch a YouTube video at the same time. I don't care, but just they're on different days. <laughs> and if you consume both things, you will have heard all of this before. And at least now, you, if you listen to it on on Monday, you know you shouldn't watch on Thursday because the video is probably, the show is terrible. <sighs> All right. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay happy. At least we have some, uh, most places have some better weather coming. And um, get out on the other side of this. Chris, it's been a pleasure, bud. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. Bye.